And we were discussing the introduction last time to the idea of the fact that Akadosh Baruch Hu knows what's going to happen and his plan was going to happen at the same time if person is free choice. So again, what the Kuzari says that he's not Makhish the Teva Efshar, which means that he doesn't Makhish the fact that people can choose. They have choices that they can make. And uh, not only that, people are meant to choose because he says, if he was believed that whatever would happen was going to happen either way around, then he's just basically given over to whatever she decided, and there'd be no room for him to do anything. is We wouldn't prepare for battle with weapons. Same thing for David Shevard He wouldn't look for food to stop himself being hungry. If a person says, you know, what's going to happen to him is completely. To Hashem, so then he wouldn't do anything to assist himself. And if he's going to say that even that preparation is needed, someone who hasn't prepared, which means that the necessity for preparing is only for someone that Hashem didn't organize it for him. And he's already agreed that there are other things which can have an effect. Because at least he's saying that in the, you know, in the case where it wasn't given to him, he has to look after himself. So then he's saying that, he has to, that there's a certain amount of choice that a person can make which is going to help him. And that is he thinks what's going to happen in the future is through what he's doing right now. So, to say in simple words what the Kazarito said, and that is that a person. As a dilemma. If he's going to say everything happens the way Hashem wants it to happen, regardless of what people do, so take it to an extreme, the person shouldn't do anything. Anything's going to happen what Hashem wants anyway, so why should I do anything? And if a person's going to say, no, what I do has an effect, then it means that it's not all around based just on what Hashem wants, it's a certain enough commitment, it doesn't change based on what people do. And if a person's going to say that, you know, that uh, in, if Hashem would have given me, I wouldn't have had to do anything, but now that he didn't, I'm going to have to do things myself. You know, as if Hashem would have rained money on me from the sky, so I wouldn't need to make money. But now that didn't happen, I have to go make money. So the person still saying, I have to do something. Because I, he's saying, what I'm, what I'm going to do is going to help. Otherwise, if it didn't happen, there's no point trying, because it won't make a difference anyway. And that's, that's the amount of shakha that the represents. That is, if a person thinks that he has to do anything, he's really saying that, really, that Hashem only does things through people's choices. And if a person wouldn't choose, so to speak, it wouldn't happen. So if you heard that MS with Ayyisakish, the person will admit to that MS, where you might say, but also the Khaifas, we can't sleep at the same he'll find in the future what he wants, including the, through the means in which he's going to bring it about. The person will find between him what he wants are things which he can do. If he wants, he can do them. If he doesn't want, he won't do them. And that idea that a person can choose to do things and will have an effect, so it says that Kazari tells us, that's not fear. That's not taking something out of the fact that Hashem decides. But in one of two words, it's all coming back to Hashem. So again, this is explained outside. So what he said is that the fact that a person understands I have to do things in order to, in order to bring about results, isn't, isn't denying the fact that Hashem decides what's going to happen and it's up to Hashem what's going to happen. It's the, the, the way which Hashem is going to bring it about is what a person does. 
Now there's two levels to this idea. Let's explain the simple one first. And that is, my marshal is a marshal which brought down from, from, many, from the Kadmonian. And that is, let's say a person decides that you know, he, needs to, he needs to do some studies, he needs to find a way to make a parnasa. So he decides he's going to become a shoemaker. So he opens a store, he puts up a big sign, he's a shoemaker, he fixes shoes. And customers come, and he makes a parnasa. And one day he tells his children, he should ask, Mamish, it's a muzzle that I decided to become a shoemaker. Can you imagine what would happen if I would have been a baker? No one would have ever bought anything from me. All right. All the years I've been a shoemaker, no one's ever walked into the store and asked about bread. <laughs> so if I ever if I'd been a baker, I'd run out of business. So it's the marshal that the Kadmonian bread already. How is that relevant, that marshal? What they're trying to say with this. Put up a sign, it's a shoe repair, I didn't put up a sign of baker. Obviously, the sign is that it didn't have to be that you only make a finance as a shoemaker. He chose uh-huh. to be a shoemaker, so people come to him to fix their shoes. If he had chosen to be a baker, people would have come to him to buy bread. And to think that you know, the, the, the route I chose was the only route available. And that's why, this is why I put up a sign of a shoemaker, because the only way I've ever made money was of being a shoemaker is a mistake. In other words, what he calls, his point is And uh, The first thing he wants to say is that uh, what Hashem wants a person to get, so then Hashem will bring it about through the means that the person is providing. So Hashem wants a person to get a pronounce, and that person decides he wants to work in a certain profession. Okay, so that's the way Hashem will channel this pronounce. And if you decide you want to a different a different profession, it's not going to change the amount that you want to give him. It's just changing the way he's going to get it. And that's what the Gemara says in the end of Kedushin. You should know that not a, that the choice of a person's profession doesn't determine if he's going to be wealthy or poor. It doesn't make any difference. You have people in different professions, which people assume are successful professions, and they can't make a living. And you have people in professions which don't seem to be so... Uh, important and they're doing very well financially. And it's just, uh, I mean, this is something obvious and doesn't need to be proven. But I just had a story with a Talmud of mine very recently, which just brought this on to me. Uh, we had a Talmud in the Kodal, extremely clever. And he decided that it would be a waste, and I don't agree with him, I'm just quite what he would say, it would be a waste just to go into teaching or something like that. And he decided he wants to become an actuarial scientist. A what scientist? An actuary. actuarial science, which is what he did. He spent how many years? Uh, it's a very long. It's a very long study. and very complicated course. To be an actuary. He devoted a number of years to getting his degree as an actuary and passing the board of actuaries, which is there's only one in the world apparently in England. Whatever it is, he, he took a long time, and he was sure now that he has got the qualification as an actuary, it's going to open all the doors of money and success. And uh, that was when I kind of lost contact with him because he went off to back to America to find his job as an actuary. And I only heard from two years later when I heard from a, a different friend of mine who has a business that he employed this person as a salesman. And I said, why in the world? He was an actuary, he got his degree as an actuary. He said, yeah, but he couldn't find a pronouncer. So then he came to me and asked him, could he have a job as a salesman? So I'm playing as a salesman. And so, the fact that a person has a complicated and fancy standard degree doesn't guarantee anything. So, Hashem wants a person to get, he'll get. And how's a person going to get? Through whatever channel the person opened up. He wants to become a shoemaker. Okay, so whatever philosophy Hashem wants to send him, he'll send him through a shoe store. He wanted to become a doctor, Hashem will send him through his, uh, through his clinic. 
he wants to sell a land. And Shemufan, the way he sends it to him through the through being in Torah. That the, the, we don't have to provide Hashem the result by what we do. We're providing Hashem, so to speak, that's what he says, the, the channel through which Hashem is going to send something to us. But don't we have to try to prepare a channel that's wide enough to give what we need? If somebody decides to become a, a cashier at the supermarket, you know, they're going to make a lot less than somebody becomes a highfalutin programmer, computer programmer, or a brain surgeon or something. Yeah, you make and you lose. In other words, uh, the, the, the end result is what Hashem wants the person to get. Mm-hmm. So, the channel that a person opens up, so to speak, is the way Hashem can give it. And it's true that a person can take a much uh, fancier job with a much higher salary, like, and they'll get sued for malpractice, whatever it is, and they'll lose all their money, or something else will happen. There's no guarantees that a person's going to make money based on a certain thing. There's no argument that being a cashier is not a shtadlus to be able to support the family? Say being a cashier earning 20 shekel, 40 shekel an hour times whatever it is, the hours per week, weeks per day, doesn't add up to what a person whose needs are, if he needs 15,000 shekels a month, it's just not a shtadlus. A shtadlus has to be something that's toem with his needs, or that there's no such argument? So you're asking me, yeah, yeah, there is such argument, that's the that, 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 that what you asked? Pretty, pretty much. Okay, yeah. so it's a good point, and the desire is not to say that, they go through all the options and you see what the bottles and you learn 30 other rules every minute. Yeah, we're going to see. So that's the radio because I was going to be the whole bottle. Yeah. Yes, the answer says like this. Why, man? Because the which means everything which happens at the end of the day relates back to the the first course, Hashem. I'll say it one of two ways. If it's through the Kavanah which means the original intention, which is going to explain, or back something else which comes from the original intention and is compared to it, which, which, which means, explains, the, the, the first Derech is what we see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sets up as a system, the organization, the way Hashem plans things, which this person sees in the world around him. There's a lot of plants, animals, the planets. Something which can't be attributed to chance. It's too complicated, it's too interconnected, and therefore it must be has to be the work of the creator who created the Chachem. He puts each thing in the perfect place where it needs to be. He gives everything what it needs for survival. And like we said, the first, the first thing is when we notice the way Hashem sets up the world, and something which, which there isn't any marker for Hishadus. The world's created perfectly. The world's created the way Hashem wanted it to be. The world didn't have to do anything. It was set in place as a system which works as a perfect system. And therefore, we notice Hashem is the one who set it up like that, and Hashem is the one who makes it run, and that's a. It's something which nobody else can be involved in. No one else, no one else has any has any say or any ability to affect. So he says to give an example uh, of the second ex- uh, uh, where we see Hashem doing something. If you have as an example a fire burning a certain piece of wood, the Let's just say, in my words, fire is an uh, energy. 
it's a kayak of which of which which has a is a kham which is uh, it acts it's active, it needs to eat, it needs to consume. And the piece of wood is something which on which the 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 ash is so to speak drawing feeding to draw the energy from. And therefore it's going to the Dhaka Pearl, which we call the energy which is being formed, is coming to draw from the the eight the wood which is feeding it. And the heat is going to dry out and eventually consume uh, the wood until nothing is left, until it disintegrates as ash. And that's what, what's the demon you want to say from that? And that is that here there's something Hashem put in place to do a job. So the way that, that the fact that fire works, obviously Hashem set up the system like that, but now the way it works is by doing something, which means we see the, the effect the fire has on whatever it is that it's burning. And what's it in Marshall too? Vesivus apolim ha'ele v'hafadiyos ha'ele kashet v'akshem yimani v'chom me'asagosem The reasons for that and how and why it works like that if you, you're going you might it's prevented from you from understanding that but the why it is that we see that the system works we don't see this the reason why it works and the actual shatim to see was if you go to look for a reason why you set up like a way maybe you have to come from a certain level of understanding on a higher idea what the koyach of fire is meant to be which will bring us back originally to the the fact that this is what Hashem wanted to happen. So, so it's not as clear as when we see, let's say, the way that the world works, the way that astronomy works, that we see Hashem setting up a system. But even the fact that the, that the natural order is such that fire has to burn things in order to feed itself, and we ask, why is that the case? So then we don't have an answer for that. We're going to eventually have to go back up to explain the sun where Hashem wanted to be. So it's also going to be something which eventually relates back to Hashem, just so to speak, by way of the explanation of a phenomenon we see, must be that we don't have a reason why it has to be like that, rather than And therefore a person could say that everything happens which is really something which if you think about it, there's not anything you're going to ask about and you're going to try and question why it's like that. The answer eventually is going to have to be because Hashem wanted it to be. In other words, uh, we, we normally stop asking at a certain point in the question. And, but if we go back a step forward, then so why is that the case? We don't have a reason except that's Hashem created the world. So, for example, you're going to ask me why, uh, why does water turn into steam? So you'll say it because when it gets to a certain temperature, so the molecule structure changes, and instead of being in water, it becomes a vapor. And you ask me, okay, well, why does it happen? So I'll explain to you that it's the nature of the particles of water, that when they expose the heat, a certain change takes place. And if you ask me, well, well, why does the change take place? So eventually it's going to get to the stage that I have a reason. I can tell you what's happening and why... I can tell you the process, but I can't tell you the reason. Right, so I can tell you what happens, and I can explain to you what the result of what happens is. But if you ask me why is that what happens, I'm going to have to come back to the fact that that's Hashem created the world. We don't, you know, science doesn't address the what. Science can address the what and how we can explain the what. What happens and how we can uh, give a rule for explaining what happens and how to access that. But to try and go into the philosophy of why that's happening, it doesn't have an answer for. And therefore, if you're going to go back to it, it says, the Sibus are Sibus. At the end of the day, it's all going back to Asha. 
So just like we can see, Hashem must be the one who makes the world turn, Hashem is the one who makes the planets rotate, and then Hashem is the same one, the one who makes the water boil. We see, we see, if we're going to go back far enough, we see them everything. Everything which happens, the, the, at the end of the day, the answer is that's what Hashem wants. A person could say, uh, when they ch- when, when what happens, what they choose, they try to understand what the results of the things are going to be, and that is, it doesn't take anything out of the, the eventual answer, which is always going to be, it's just that Hashem decreed. So a person could say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to stop altogether. And if it's a gazera that helps me receive a certain... If it was gozer, I'm not sure it's to be served receive a certain amount that year, he'll still receive it somehow. Or he can interfere with it. He can derail that process. Oh, so, okay. So, we're going to get to the, the, the practical part of the understanding of the system. Eventually, Kuzar will get there. But let's just address the question already now. And that is, uh, if that's the case, in other words, the Kodesh Prophet decides, the Kodesh Prophet decides what's going to happen, does that mean that a person is able to get there? Or does that mean a person is forced to get there? Let's say a person has decided on Shoshana, this person deserves to make a million dollars this year. So that person says, okay, so I'm going to put my feet up and sit on the beach all year and just wait for the million dollars to come and come to my lap. Does that mean that Hashem decided it's going to happen? Or that Hashem decided he, he, he could get it? So if, if, he, tr- if he tries to, 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 get, to do it, so to, to somehow make the money, that'll happen. How do we understand the Xavier? How do we understand the Xavier? So, firstly, uh, one one point which is important to discuss before we go on to the question directly, and that is the Tesis asks the question. Everything is decided on Shoshana. Everything is sealed in Kippur. Why are we doubling the rest of the year? It's already been decided. Hashem already decided what He wants to give us. So let's just wait to get it. Why do I have to double? We double every day. And uh, there's more than one answer to the question. One of the well answers to the question is, there's a big difference between the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah and the Tefillah of the Esdian. As we always say here in the Shana Rosh Hashanah. And that is, the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah is to convince Hashem that we deserve. That there's a reason, or whatever the reason is, that we ask Hashem to decide to give us. Because Rosh Hashanah, nothing is yet decided. And we ask Hashem to decide to give us. Once in Rosh Hashanah, you give Hashem decided to give us. So the rest of the year, the Tefillah isn't coming to change Hashem's mind. Hashem is, the Tefillah is coming to ask that we be get we get given what Hashem has, has intended to give us. And if I'm not going to ask for, and I might not be able to ask to change something, or what it's going to be, but even that, that Hashem did decide to give Rosh Hashanah, okay, it's available for you, come and ask for it. And therefore the, 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 the point of asking the rest of the year is to come and say, so pick up the check which is waiting. Hashem decided to give it to you, come and get it. And uh, I'd have to ask. So it's not the same Tefillah which is transformative. It's a Tefillah which is just the result, works as a way for me to be able to receive what Hashem has already decided to give me. Why do people have a heartfelt Tefillah during the year? I mean, when you come to pick up a check, you don't get all emotional. I know, I know. For those things which are already needs of Rosh that's true. And for those things which are already needs of Rosh a person doesn't need heartfelt Tefillahs. For those things which are already needs of Rosh Because I'm trying something. And it's not easy to do. It's very hard to do. But for those things which, let's say, the person thinks that, let's say a person was told, you have Nigzor Rosh Hashanah, for you have Chaim and health and Pranasatayim. But every day, come and pick up, what do you need that day? Okay, so then it is, I come to ask, but I'm expecting to get. 
that that uh, but we don't know. But uh, it's different to Shoshana because the Mahalik was meant to be. The Russian wanted us to get. We we we're asking for. Now if later the person has a surgery in the year, whatever it is, now they're trying to change a gazera. That's very very high. And that need, that needs a much stronger kayak, which we don't always always able to access because to change something which is very nixar is much more difficult. The normal tefillah we dive in three times a day isn't the tefillah which is going to change the gazera. It's just coming to receive what Hashem decided for us to get. And then we come to the next point. And when tefillah, now we talk about hishtadlus. So now the question is the same idea. And that is, does a person need hishtadlus? Does a person need hishtadlus in order to get what Hashem wants him to get or not? Does Hashem want him to get it? I can just sit back and wait for Hashem to give it to me. So the the Bali the Bali talk about this question a lot. Because on the one hand, it's not like a person is doing a mitzvah and a bed. So it's not like a person needs the person's hishtadlus, like Hashem wants the person to die. So why do it? Hashem decided that you get it, you get it with the as well. So there are those who say that make a idea and a person shouldn't need hishtadlus. And it's, it's the gzair of admiration that the person has to do something to earn a pronounce. So I'm not doing this because I'm needed, so to speak, in order to, to, in order to get my pronounce to this. I'm doing this to my kind of gzair that people have to work. But Hashem wants to send me pronounce, so that's, uh, that's up to him. And I don't attribute it to the more, the more work I do, the more pronounce I'm going to get. As, in other words, I could look at, at having to do something as a fulfillment of a clutter. And uh, the bracha comes regardless of that. That's the one answer. That's the one with Mahalik. And so then to say I'm going to do nothing and expect bracha to come, uh, and then maybe on the mission we've got that level in Ganeid, but that's not the mission. So the answer, the, the option of doing nothing isn't something Hashem wants. There's a concept Hashem wants people to be busy. And like I said, if not the entire, at least doing something else because you get a shnei mishakach asalvi. You have a turn to Rechert, the mission says the Bergavis. The person is busy with either his job or learning, so he's not thinking about doing a very too much. Um, I mean, and if you want the proof of that, you'll, you'll see always that the most corrupt and the most uh, immoral part of society is always the students, because they've got neither. They're not yet hired to make a business, to make a finance, and they're not learning Torah. So that's okay. So then that's where you find the oven, because uh, they don't have anything to, to distract them from that. Okay, so in a case like that, so for someone like Hashem, we want them to work. It's better than doing nothing and be involved in the very. Um, so that becomes a way to get what Hashem wants to give them. But another option too. And that is, the, the, the way that a person understands, because this is the biggest step. We'll talk about it more in the, in the upcoming sharing. And that is that the, the way Hashem treats a person is based on his level, on his level of bitachim. And therefore, for a person who is more bitachin, Hashem is willing to act with him in a way which is more pidechanes. A person who is less bitachin, Hashem is less willing to act with him in a way which is pidechanes. And to an extent, that the, way, the amount of a person's bitachin really defines how Hashem is going to treat him. Which means, if a person believes and understands completely that I don't, I don't need to help Hashem, Hashem decided what the parents I'm going to get, I don't have to help me. He can find a way to give it to me without my lending him a hand how to do it. So that's the case, and Hashem does, he will. If a person feels, I can't, it's impossible, the world doesn't work like that. I have to have a 9 to 5 job. And if I don't have that, then I'm not going to make a finance. So then you're really being magbil the ability Hashem has to give it you any other way. Because the person himself holds it's not shy. The person himself has accepted that this is what I have to do to make a finance. And if that's the case, he's limiting his own ability to get it any other way. And that's the second of the 
For the person who knows people say, we, we, we believe that you have to do shadows. We don't see how it's possible to make a progress without shadows. Well, now for them it's not. For them it's not. Because being as they don't see the option beyond that, so now they're, they're being magical. They're limiting Hashem to work within the in the framework which they, they, which they can understand. Whereas a person who says, well, for success, it's not hard if Hashem knows Shia with one or the other way. If that's the case, and then uh, there's more options, so to speak, of how a person understands Hashem can do, and that, that opens the possibility of Hashem is treated that way as well. And then for a person who feels you have to have Ishtadlus, for him he does. For a person who understands, what's the point of Ishtadlus? If, uh, if I'm busy sitting in there, whatever Hashem was the cause of me to get, Hashem will find a way to give me. That's the case. And then in the Khadami, Ishtadlus doesn't just become necessary, it becomes something which is a waste of time. But the devil's in that. And based on the person's level, it's how much is what's correct for them as far as as far as the service is meant to do. Okay, as the sermon as the sermon will see in the future. In the meantime, I'm just getting ahead of what you said, what the Kazari said so far, and that is that he says that whatever we see in the world, at the end of the day, the reason for it's always gonna be Asha. We might need an extra two or three steps in the process until we get back to that step. But the the source, the root cause, the rationale, the reason for everything it's always going to be because that's what Hashem wanted. Whether it's something we see more obviously, like the moving of the planet, or something we see less obviously, like even small details of how Hashem created the world, how nature works. But why is it like it? Why didn't it happen differently? You're talking about the same story you said before. That's what Hashem wanted, and therefore the first you said is that there isn't such a thing as something which wasn't what Hashem wanted. Like he's going to explain also next time. And that's the, the background for um, the fact that even what a person does or wants to do doesn't take it out of the category of something which he himself understands. This is uh, this, this is this is still something which a preacher comes to Hashem. It's not any other way that a person can get something. Thank you.